Hi, this is George Crumley with the Crotchety Old Man Podcast. Gary Smith, Paul Clements, and I will be taking off the month of December. This will give us an opportunity to replenish and recharge and get ready for 2024. We hope you have enjoyed many of the 75 episodes we have produced over the last two years. Our goal for 2024 is to continue to bring you, our audience, wealth building as well as health building tips. Here's wishing you a happy and safe holiday season. And as we always say on the Crotchety Old Man podcast, if you didn't know, now you know. Hi, this is George with the Crotchety Old Man podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to the Crotchety Old Man as much as we've enjoyed making each episode. If so, send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you at the Crotchety Old Man podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you enjoy about the show, what you'd like to hear more of. We'd love to receive your feedback. Remember, that's the crotchety old men podcast at gmail.com. And as we always say, if you didn't know, now you know. Peace. Hello, it's me again, Gary Smith, one of the co-hosts of the Crotchety Old Men Podcast. Well, you know how I like to say it. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, maybe even good night, depending upon what hemisphere you're in. Hey, it's such an exciting time today, and joining me in the studio, as always, is my main man, George Tomlay. Top of the day to you, George. Top of the day, Smitty. How are we doing today? Man, we're doing great, George. I am amazing. I'm amazing because I'm so doggone excited. <laughs> That's yeah. what I say every every time we get together. It's such a new it's a new topic. It's a new day, and you can't help but be excited about that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, life has so many twists and turns, and you never know where you're going to end up. So all you have to do when you get up is continue to put one foot in front of the other. That's right. Like I said, if I can see the dust on the ceiling, fam, I know it's going to be another good day. <laughs> well, all right. Well, what you got for us today, George? Well, Smitty, you know, we always talk about our four pillars, which are information, education, exposure, and opportunity. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about uh, opportunity today. And that opportunity is, is uh, your normal investor might be missing, which is bond rates. Hmm. Uh, I know we've seen a lot of uh, news about what well, the interest rate goes up, the interest rate goes up, the Fed are making the interest rate go up again. They're thinking it's going to control, you know, economics and, and the hiring and things like that. But the flip side for investors is how it affects bond rates. So right now, bond rates are a pretty good investment. Well, all right then, brother. Well, hey, bring it on. Let's dive into this thing. because I'm sure curious about what's the benefit of bonds. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, let's kind of talk about, you know, remind our audience again, you know, what bonds are. I think we're so accustomed to uh, talking about stocks and a lot of times in your 401k and your, your IRA, you have a mixture of bonds and uh, and stocks. So a stock is basically you are investing in a company, you know, so that's pretty much a stock. A bond is basically you're loaning that company money based on a specific time that they will repay you. And so that's at a, a basically at a rate. So that's, that's the difference between a bond and a stock. 
Okay, so the, the corporate bond, so that acts in uh, essence is like a debt obligation versus the stock is more of an equity participation. Would that be a correct way to look that at it? That is absolutely correct. And it's not just corporate bonds. You got corporate bonds, you got municipal bonds, which are those that from your local government. In fact, here in my city, we just approved a municipal bond of over $170 million to reduce some parts of the city. So that's a bond that's floating out there right now. And then you got your government bonds, which are in most cases are used to um, benefit, you know, to to invest in in wars and, and things of that nature. Uh, you got to finance some of the stuff that the government is doing some kind of way. So that's usually what they'll do is they will issue bonds. And there's a couple of different types of bonds. There's a T-bill, which matures in less than one year. You've got the... In, and uh, you've got the uh, treasury notes, which are five years, and then you've got the treasury bonds that mature within 20 to 30 years. So so you'll hear them refer to as T-bills. Um, mm -hmm. So you've got three different flavors, and I think each one has its own unique value. So right now, so you hold can on, buy a, a question. Sorry. Quick, quick. Let me interrupt you real quick. So just for the basic information, just you just shared there in terms of the T-bills and 30 years and the five years and, and all that, where can a, the average uh, person find that information? Well, I mean, to to invest in that, it's it's called Treasury Direct, which is you just go well, online. No, you're just talking about it to invest, just to find out that okay, what those rates are, you know, because that's <laughs> an educational thing. And, and I think, man, by you sharing that with them, with us, you know, how can I go after I listen to this podcast and find that out? Well, Gary, it's it's simple. It's Google. I mean, it's thank it's, you. It's not, it's not as like this information is hitting under a rock somewhere all you got to do is google what what is an eight-week t-bill selling for and it'll pop up 5.360 what is a two-year treasury note you know yield on that it'll say 5.08 percent so yeah you can track it on a daily basis so no it's not hitting under a rock or anything it's it's, it's out there with for the public oh yeah Amen. Continue, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like I said, this is the the yield. And let's talk about yield. Yield is, is what, you know, you, you expect to make on the investment in a specific amount of time. So that that's pretty, pretty much how a bond works. And as, as I kind of alluded to not answering your question, if you want to purchase these, you just set up an account on this. It's a website called Treasury Direct. And you're basically buying these um, corporate, these federal bonds straight straight from the government. There's no middleman involved. Whereas if you want to buy a corporate bond, you know Charles Schwab or uh, Vanguard, they have the, they have bond funds, just like buying an ETF. They have bond funds. Uh, can being, but you need to be careful because obviously those come with a fee. So you want to make sure that you know you you know what all the ins outs of those are. So yeah. That's right. how you pretty much purchase the bonds. Good info. Good info. Well, in terms of risk, you know, it's been my understanding that bonds come with a certain rating. You got your AAA rated bonds, your AA, well, everything from A, I guess, AAA all the way up to what they call junk bonds, I, I would assume. Now, in that risk reward type situation, I was, is it the longer the bond term is, the higher the yield? 
or is it sh short term uh, bonds get a similar yield? Can you share with us how that works? I don't know if there's a uh, specific uh, correlation between the amount of time and the uh, actual uh, yield on the bond. I'm sure at some point there is, but like I, you know, like I just said, an eight week treasury bill is five point three six zero, and a two year treasury note is five point zero eight. So mm -hmm. it's a lower yield with the two year bond. Wow. Um, I think one of a couple of things that you need to look at is first of all the duration of how long the bond is. I mean you want to make sure that it fits within your what you're trying to do I'm, i would think that if you're um if it's in your 401k or your ira you may want to look at a 30 or 20 to 30 year bond uh if it's in your normal um budgeting money you may want to look at a short-term t-bill less than one year i mean you can do these like i said you can do them at two weeks three weeks four weeks all the way up to 52 weeks and get yeah. a pretty good return and then the one in the middle, the T note is between two and five years. So here again, you got to do your homework. And like I said, you've got to ask yourself the question, what am I trying to benefit here? What What's my goal? What am I trying to do? Right. You know, so that is it a long term plan? Is it a short term plan? Do I just need to have some money sitting somewhere? would be sitting uh, in a bank somewhere where I can move it over for two to three weeks and eight weeks and get some good interest on it. So you here again, what's your plan? Got to right. have a plan. Excellent. Excellent. You know, it's got me thinking now is that I wonder what is the, the yield on the corporate bond? I'm kind of going back to those businesses. Uh, let's say, for instance, we just took the Fortune 500, the top 500 American corporations, and, you know, they have a market for, you know, the stock market and stuff like that. I'm sure there probably is an index somewhere out there for the bond market. Those finding out, okay, what are those top five Fortune 500 companies? What, from a bond perspective, how does that look? Because if I'm, and I could be wrong on this, so use Google, is that if bonds are considered a debt, all right, and if any of those corporations go out of business or go bankrupt. Are those bonds still payable because since it's debt and not an equity participation as it is with stock, is there more security there than, than is actually talked about or shown? And those are some questions. Go ahead. I'm sorry, George. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, those are all good questions. And um, I think as we go down the list of, you know, risk or things to be concerned about, you know, that kind of comes into play. We talked about the duration and how long the bond is. That's something that you need to be concerned about. The second one is probably what you're talking right there. So if you have a longer bond, it's more risky because mm -hmm. something could happen to that company. Exactly. Not necessarily going out of business, but how much money they're they're bringing in from a capital perspective so um it, it, it you have to look at how long that rate is going to be there mm -hmm. uh what the risk is so so yeah it's going to be a bigger risk if it's yeah. a longer term and and the, and that's the whole psychology of, of investing I, should, I don't know if i'm using the right term even if i use the term psychology but having the opportunity you know when you look at if you got to pay me to wait all right. And that's why it makes more sense that the yield is going to be higher. And I was figured that's on any investment, the longer the term is. 
because the time value of money and the discounted cash flow that you lose, yeah, lose from having that money tied up for that length of time, not only are you missing out on opportunity costs, you're missing out upon the, on interest that you could have made. You're missing out on uh, another opportunity that you could have been invested. That same money in that you're tying up for five or five, four, three percent for 10, 15 or 20 years. So going back to your statement, George, one has to make sure that they understand why they're doing making an investment more so than what they're investing in. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, just to kind of hear again, piggyback on that, and you kind of touched on it, you have to look at the credit rating of the company that's offering it. Because here again, if the, if the company does not have a high credit rating, that's riskier. So they may be offering a higher yield, but you know what are the chances of you getting your money back because of the fact that their credit rating is not as high as some of the other companies? So the, those are the kind of three things that you need to look at. How long, what is the credit credit rating, and how much risk is involved in, in basically getting your money back and when you, anytime you invest in a bond? Oh, man, absolutely, absolutely. You know, when we look at what's going on in the world in terms of labor and uh, jobs and things of that nature. The economy is going up and down and uh, well, not so much the economy is going up and down, but I, I take a look at the statistics that come out, I think every quarter and you talk about how many, no, I think it comes monthly, how many jobs has come on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting that now the good opportunity, I think I've heard or said that, you know, heard in terms of buying those bonds or, or a particular set of bonds because of the interest rate as it ties into the treasury. Now, I know I'm about mm-hmm. to get out there in the weeds, but George, can you explain, you know, talk a little bit on that? Well, yeah, I mean, here again, I mean, the, the upside of buying a bond, say you put $10,000 in a bond, um, say in a year, a year mm-hmm. bond. Okay, so if it pays quarterly, you're going to get that yield from that bond on a quarterly basis. So you're going to get paid out four times. And then at the end of the year, you're going to get your $10,000 back. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's there in itself is you're almost kind of like, you know, creating a here passive income because wow. of the fact that it's going to be paying you out. And then some bonds pay monthly, some pay quarterly, some pay yearly. So that's another thing that you have to look at is what, what the year, yield is and when does it pay out? So, yeah, but once you get into that, that's what it's going to be. So yeah. here again, there's a couple of different ways, benefits of, of buying. I mean, that in itself. The other thing is the tax benefits of bonds. If you buy a municipal bond uh, and you live in the city, I mean, in the state where that bond was issued, chances are you may not have to pay uh, state and federal taxes. Oh, man. That's on a corporate bond. I mean, that's on a municipal bond. On right. a, a treasury bond, you don't have to pay state uh, taxes, but you do have to pay federal taxes. Hmm. And then if you have a bond fund in your 401k and your IRA, remember, again, you don't pay taxes until you remove that money out. Man, that's some good information. Yeah. I hope people are listening to that, you know, yeah. because they're like we always say, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> we say that for a reason, right? You know it. You better know it. So, man, good good information, George. You know, diversification is one said that for people who don't know what you're doing. All right. And 
that's not a negative or a pejorative statement in that there's so many African-American households that we're not taught these principles. We're not taught this information in terms of investing, uh, uh, the importance of understanding collecting interest is a lot better than paying it. So when we come uh, before you with information like this, we're just as excited in delivering it as hopefully you are in getting it. So as we go continue and, uh, on our trek for learning standing bonds, and I was going in that direction about diversifying, because even if you do know what you're doing, it's good to have an overview of the entire market from the stocks and bonds. And I think, and George, you can speak to this now, is having a well-balanced portfolio. And whether it's a municipal bond or a corporate bond, you've heard some of the tax benefits as it relates to each. I think it's just a wise move, man, to seek out more information about how you can add bonds to your portfolio. What are your thoughts, George? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, most financial um, professionals suggest that you have a mixture of 60% stock and 40% bonds in your portfolio. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably a good balance uh, you want to look at, you know, considering the fact that here again, with funds, 401ks, IRAs, you you know, the more you have, they kind of pay, play off of each other so that you're not taking any huge losses. So, you know, those kind of things make sense. So, yeah, that's what you kind of have to look at is being well-rounded, uh, diversification, and making sure that, you know, it's doing exactly what you want it to do. Right. Mm. Man, well, <clears throat> it's interesting, you know, because a lot of information is out here for us. And, um I know somebody's probably out there saying, well, what about junk bonds, junk bonds, you know? And I know Mike Milligan, of course, he's not available, uh, but I understand he's one of the king of junk bonds. But junk bonds has a place just like you have your, your uh, they call it the sellers. Oh, my God. Um, call it the down sellers. Anyway, the people who go against the market. George, you know what I'm trying to say here? And anything that's going to be a high risk investment. So, I mean, when you start talking about junk bonds, I mean, you're just talking about high risk investment. So, yeah, I mean, but one of the things and I'll, I'll mention this uh, before we close out this thing is uh, another way to make money on bonds is by, you know, you can sell your bond. Say, for example, you know, they keep raising the interest rates your bonds keep going up. But then all of a sudden, at some point, we know they're going to drop the interest rates. So when the when they drop the interest rate, the bond rates are going to go down too. So what if if the bond rates go down, those T-bills that I talked about it at 5% drop down to 3% or 2%, but you're sitting back, you know, happy with a bond that's paying 5%. Well, you can take a turn around and sell that bond on an open market. So there here again is another opportunity to uh to sell bonds and and sell your bond and make you some money. So yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of things that you can look at, you know, and there's people out here doing this every day. But, you know, you've got to look at it and and not, you know, it's nothing that you want to uh, spend a lot of time on, but it's something you want to spend some time on. You know, I always tell people, you know, take a look at your portfolio once a quarter. I mean, you're looking at your bills, so you might as well look at what you're making, you know, what you what what your investments are. And as we kind of learn, you know, on, on one of the other podcasts is. We kind of have it backwards. We always want to spend first and invest invest second. We got to flip it around. We got to invest first and spend second. Those are kind of things that get us into the next uh, next level uh, of uh, being able to support ourselves in in that retirement life. So 
with that said, Smitty, you know, I'm going to turn to you and, you know, figure out how we're going to close this thing out. You got a good uh, set of words for us to, to uh, put with our audience today. What you got for us? You know, George, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't have something to say. You know, it's been said that, uh, you know, when a wise man has something to say, a fool has to say something. So <laughs> I'm not Go saying ahead. I'm the latter. <laughs> Go ahead and enlighten our audience. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm the latter. However, here's our quote for today. Those who fail to understand debt are at a higher risk of failing financially. Well said. And as we always say on the crotchy the old man, if you didn't know, now nah, you, know. you know. Take care. Please. Be safe. The Crotchety Old Man Podcast is not a registered investment, legal, or tax advisor, or a broker-dealer. All investment financial opinions expressed by or on the Crotchety Old Man Podcast are from the personal research and experience of the owner of the site and are intended as educational material. Although best efforts are made to ensure that all information is accurate and up-to-date, occasionally unintended errors and misprints may occur. Before you invest or make any investment-based decisions, consider your own personal circumstances. You should do your own research and seek advice from a financial professional. Mm-hmm.